Think about the words, follow me. What are your first thoughts when somebody says, follow me? Now just think about that a second. Follow me. What are your first thoughts? Is it okay or no way? Maybe it is, why should I follow you? In our culture, it might be easy to reply, I don't want to follow you. I would rather blaze my own trail. It's kind of how we are, how we roll in our culture. Yet the words follow me can be the two most significant words you could ever hear. Why? Because it leads to your choice to allow someone else to direct your path. The lesson is called Follow Me. The first point is Lamb. If anyone understands the importance of a graduation, it should be teachers, right? Every year they pass on their students to another grade above them or on to college or trade school or something like that. They pass them on to a new teacher. They pass them on to a new environment. These teachers understand that they have done the best they could with the time that they had for their students. And John the Baptist was no different. John was with two of his disciples as Jesus was walking along the path. He said to them, Behold, the Lamb of God. John 1.36 Evidently, these disciples of John were not at the baptism of Jesus. They did not see the Holy Spirit come down from on high, but they knew the significance of John's words. What was John doing? He said, my students, you graduated from me. It's time for you to get on with the new teacher. So they went to Jesus who said to them, what are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. John 1, 38-39. Now some teachers understand that certain students who are passed to the next year cause you some worry. Some of you ever cause your teachers worry? I heard some giggles in there. Because their success is a, is a question mark in your mind. Hmm. Are they really going to make it next year? Perhaps it is the lack of desire on the student's part that you see. The year I was to go into pre-algebra, I've made this story before, but good thing there's some here that haven't heard this. I was held back to repeat the previous year's math. Honestly, I'm sure it was because I did not like math and I did not like school. So, <clears throat> the summer after I repeated the year of math, my dad made me study math all summer. 
regular math, algebra, pre-algebra, you know, everything that he could throw at me with a flash card. Now properly motivated. <laughs> that wasn't the only way he motivated me, by the way, but we won't go there. I started to excel in math and skipped the pre-algebra year and got back with where I was supposed to be. I remember walking into the algebra class on the first day of school. Kids looking at the teacher. He's not supposed to be in here. He's in the wrong class. They said it out loud like they're keeping tabs. I don't know. I said, lowering my head in a grumbled voice, my dad made me study all summer. Well, I ended up excelling in math that year. A teacher or rabbi would have been a big deal for someone to follow. And usually, you needed to show some talent, some, some ability to be a follower of certain rabbis. What is your pedigree? Where did you receive your learning? Oh, I know that synagogue. Yeah, he would have taught you really good. How did you do on your ACTs or SATs? Yeah. We've heard it all, right? How do you get into college or a trade school? Well, you got to prove that you did well. But Jesus was no ordinary rabbi. He was the Son of God. There's a lot of flashing behind me. I don't know why that is. I'm thinking God might be involved in this. Or it's just technical difficulties. He was the Son of God who takes away the sins of the world. He was not about, oh, hold on here. Don't get too excited. He was not about the best and the brightest. Nobody's getting up and leaving on that one. Did you know that? He was, he's about everybody. He's not about the best and the brightest. Who will make a name for themselves later? You know, there's a lot of students, especially in the PhD program, who are writing these big articles and letters and trying to make a name for themselves to surpass their teachers, their mentors. He was not about the best and the brightest who would change his teaching to something else. He was looking to those who would follow him only. Later, Jesus found Philip and said to him, Follow me. John 1.43. Now, it was towards the end of Jesus' ministry, we hear the words of Philip ring out, that recognition of his personal struggles as Christ's disciple. Remember, he just didn't get the best and the brightest. He said this, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Oh, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say? Show us the Father. John 14, 8 through 9. What did Jesus continue to reiterate? Follow me. Follow me. Second point, public. Now, going to Jerusalem for the Passover was something that the Jewish people did on a regular basis, right? 
Jesus was there at the time. He was 12 years old, Matthew 2, 41. But I wonder why Jesus did not cleanse the temple, cleanse the temple area prior to his ministry. Was this practice that was going on in John when Jesus cleansed the temple of all those money changers going on then? Or was it something new? Was it something many people were frustrated, but the leadership were allowing to happen? I don't know. Either way, Jesus was upset because they were making the temple his father's house a what? A house of trade. A house of trade. John chapter 2, verse 16. Many people have said, that Donald Trump is not very presidential. I wonder if they accused of Jesus of not being very rabbi. He was in the temple area getting mad. No, because people were doing something against his father's house. And it was causing a problem. That's not very rabbi, is it? But Jesus was not any rabbi, was he? So if you decided to be his disciple and you were following him and you followed him to the temple and he got all mad, guess what? You would recognize quickly that being his father, follower was to be put in public view. There was no hidden closet. There was no sidestepping. Boy, you were following him, and when he got mad and made a problem, guess who they saw around him? His disciples, who now are being made public. Right away, certain Jews wanted a sign. John brought this up. John Michael, excuse me. Didn't he do a great job on leading us in the Lord's Supper, by the way? Thank you for the thought process you put in and the study that's obviously there as you lead us. That really focuses the worship time. Right away, certain Jews wanted a sign that would prove Jesus' authority. Of course, he gave them the future sign of his death, burial, and resurrection. They didn't understand it. John chapter 2, verses 18 through 20. But there were those who believed in him because of the signs he did, John chapter 2, verse 23. But Jesus was cautious, cautious, because he knows something about people. What is it? People are fickle. You realize that? People are fickle. For some believed who didn't follow, and some followed who didn't believe. That doesn't happen today, does it? No. Case in point, Nicodemus came to Jesus when? At nighttime. Thank you, John Michael, for bringing that up. It's like he got my lesson early. John chapter 3, verse 2. He was an important ruler for the Jews. He seemed sincere and that Jesus, that Jesus was a teacher sent from God, a teacher, but he was not ready to be public in his discipleship of Jesus until much later, it seems, after Jesus' death on the cross in John 19, verses 38 through 42. <clears throat> Dave Ramsey, 
In some households, that might be a cuss word. It depends on how you approach it. Dave Ramsey teaches living without debt and growing your wealth. One of the first things he will say, cut up those credit cards. <gasps> a lot of us might go, gasp, get out of debt and pay with cash and debit only, unless it is a house mortgage, obviously. Uh, for those of us who grew up in this country, though, we have been trained in what? Debt. Debt is part of our life. It was taught to us. Now, before the credit card, did you go out and get debt? You saved your money and paid for it. I can't get ahead unless I put myself further behind. But if you are really a follower of Dave's plan, it's hard to be silent, as you know when I talk about it. Let's go out to this event. Someone might say, oh, I don't have the money for that this month. It's not in my budget. Well, get your credit card out and let's go out and pay for it later. I, I don't do that. Man, my car is falling apart. Well, go out and get a loan. Five years, low interest, zero interest, I don't know what it is, and pay that every month for five years. But don't worry about it, your car will break down before the five years is over. I don't do car payments. What? It's easy to get a car payment. But if I was a private follower of Dave Ramsey, I might keep a card, a credit card, in my wallet in case someone asks. Oh, I have a card. I'm not any different than anybody else. I might talk down or not build up the idea of living without debt. Who I don't want anybody to notice me that I'm a Dave Ramsey follower. I'm a secret follower. Basically, I'm not all in because I'm afraid of what others might think. But if you are all in with Jesus, you will listen to what Paul says in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Does that sound like a secret disciple? Does that sound like someone who's not out there? Boy, it does not. It sounds like someone who's putting it out there for all to see. I've been crucified with Christ. I'm making myself public for all to know it. The third point, everything. For Jesus to ask people to follow him is to ask a lot. Essentially, it is to ask everything. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, Matthew 4, 19. He said, and whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me, Matthew 10, 38. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me, John 10, 27. So the words follow me are definitely, probably the two most significant words you could hear. In the realm of Christ, it is because it leads to the cross. 
It leads to the cross. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. John 12, 26. This he said to what, by what kind of death he was going to glorify God. Who's he talking to? Peter. And after saying that, he said to him, follow me. John 21, 19, Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. John 21, 22. Now, while Jesus was in his ministry, he and his disciples followed the old law, the law of Moses. They followed the pattern that God gave through Moses. But during this time, Jesus was leading his disciples to a time when there would be a new pattern to follow. Of course, this truth was given to them more fully as we see in Acts 1. After Jesus' resurrection and before his ascension and through the Holy Spirit, this new pattern had been given to Jesus' followers. And Paul said, key word, follow the pattern of sound words that you heard from me. Follow me. Follow the pattern of sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.13. Now we know what a pattern is, don't we? I know Sheena does. <clears throat> You got a pattern for a shirt, but you don't follow the pattern. Are you making that shirt? No, you got to follow the pattern. And the pattern comes from who? God, through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. If I don't follow a certain pattern, I'm not making that certain shirt. So the pattern Christians must follow, the pattern of truth, the pattern of the gospel, the pattern of a life of a Christian is laid out before us. And it is our job to follow him. Didn't I say earlier that those are the two most significant words that you would probably hear in your life? Because it demands you to make a choice. Who's going to be your leader? Who is going to be your leader. So what is your everything? Isn't that what Jesus is really asking you? What is your everything? Is it me, Jesus says, or is it something else? If you follow me, then I will be your everything. So a quick recap. Have you graduated from this world? Have you sought the new teacher? The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world? If so, then you know what it means to follow him. But are you letting others know how important his teaching is to you? Have you made your faith in Christ public? 
Have you made following him essential to your very being? Remember the pattern of truth he set forth that his followers must follow. The lesson is yours. If there's anybody here today that has any concerns, any prayer requests, 